want to continue with the message, God's covenant of increase. That's part three. And it's going to be a great year. Stand up with me. Let's do our confession. I haven't forgotten. The Lord God has given me the tongue of the land that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the learn. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. Be seated. The Bible declares, declares that every family ought to be blessed. Every family. If you are from a family, God has chosen your family to bless. You are a blessed family. So speak it over your family because it is the will of God for your family to be blessed in Abraham. And that's what it tells us in Genesis chapter 12, verse 3. I will bless those who bless you. In other words, I will empower you to succeed. I will empower you to prosper. I will empower those who empower you to prosper. Because you belong to Abraham. I will bless those who bless you and I will curse him who curses you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. All the families of the earth shall be blessed. All the family of the earth shall be blessed. Through Abraham, every family on the earth will be blessed. But only if you believe it. So you can believe the word of God because God is not a man that he should lie. Neither is it the son of man that will repent or go back on his word. If God has said something, he'll do it. If God has spoken, he will make his word good. Why is he telling us that? Because he wants you to believe the word so that you can flow through your faith and the word to fulfill his word in your life. So God has ordained your family for blessing. And if there is no blessing in your family, it's not because God doesn't want you want to bless your family. It's either you don't know the truth, because the Bible says, and you shall know the truth, and the truth will make you free. God's people are going into captivity because they have no knowledge. But now that you have the knowledge, begin to speak blessings over your family. And tonight, as pastor, I'm speaking blessing into your family tonight. In the name of Jesus, the blessing of God will pursue after you, come on you and overtake you, knock you over so you never recover. Hallelujah. May the blessings of God knock you over and may you never recover in the name of Jesus. The blessings of God will surround you, your family, your children, your business, whatever you set your hands to do, wherever you look, that's blessed. You touch it, it's going to be blessed because you are a blessing. And because you are a blessing, whatever you touch is blessed. When an employer employs you, he has employed blessings into his business. And he will see it because God will open his eyes that he cannot make it without you. And when he's thinking about firing people, he says, no, not that one. I'm going to keep that one. 
I've noticed that since the time he stepped into this place, uh, things have changed. The atmosphere has changed. There's something about him I can't tell it. I can't put my finger on it, but there's something about him I like. And he's helping me. Because you are blessed to be a blessing. And as he blesses you in the business, his business will grow. You have to, the Bible says to be as wise as serpent, to be as harmless as dove. I was telling uh, my brother Michael this morning, I'd watch what God's doing. If I see God flowing this way, that's where I'm going. Even if it doesn't make sense to me, I'm following. I'm not hanging behind. I'm following. We need to discern the times and the season. And when we see God's doing something, God's blessing something, I'm, con- I'm a part of that. Many Christians hesitate. And they're considering in the flesh for themselves and their protection. They already know God's going this way. They'll hesitate. Let me, this is a sad thing. When we started talking about the television program, we've only raised money one time. And we were raising money for six months. How many remember? It's a, it's a year and a half now it's going. And the money that we raised, supposedly for six months, is covered and we still have a little left. So you can tell God's hand was in it. And so if you sowed into it, you can never, never lose your reward. Jesus is very clear. He said, if you give a cup of water to these little ones that believe in my name, you'll never lose that reward. He's coming back to you. So you look for what God's doing and you go into it. You go into it. The blessings of Abraham, the blessing, the Bible, there's something in the scripture that the Bible calls the blessing of Abraham. That's a concept in the scripture that is unique, runs from the Old Testament into the New Testament. It's called the blessing of Abraham. That, there is that thing, intangible, you can't touch it, but it's there and can transform your life, can transform your situation, can transform your family can transform your body. It's called the blessing of Abraham. And Isaac recognized it, the son of Abraham, he recognized it, and we said this the last time, because Isaac recognized that before he released his son, Jacob, and Jacob never lived much with Isaac after that, but before Isaac released Abraham, he said, may the blessing of Abraham be upon you. He said it to him. And then in Galatians chapter 3, 13, but Paul also referred to the blessing of Abraham coming towards a Gentiles. So there is a scene in the mind of God and in the universe that's running all over our earth that is called the blessing of Abraham. And when it comes upon you, you are knocked over blessed. You will never be able to recover from it. He's called the blessing of Abraham. That should take fear away from you. I was reading a scripture this, this uh, day. It was really exciting. It's talking about fear. When fear comes, when, he, when fear comes, he's bringing bad news over your life. And if you, if you entertain it, he's going, to bring, he's going to deliver to you. I looked at it before, I guess I went out from my office. But it was something I found, it was really new for me. And I wanted really to dig into it. I'm going back. But you should have no fear. Because Jesus is your strong tower. He'll take care of you. 
is called the blessing of Abraham. You have to release your mind and think great things because God's going to do them. Because until you transform your mind and don't see impossibilities, God cannot work with you. Because the Bible says two cannot work together except they are in agreement. And God sees big things all the time. God doesn't do anything small. He starts small, but when he's over, he takes over the world. He says the kingdom of God is like a tiny mustard seed. You remember that parable? That's the way God, he starts small. So don't despise the days of small beginning, but believe God for the blessing of Abraham in your life. It's not over yet. You're still breathing. Amen? Forget the past. Let's go to the future where God's prepared for you. He, he has a future for your life. God says, I'm not confused about my thoughts concerning you. I know what I'm thinking about you. They are good thoughts for your blessing. Amen. But look at what it says in Genesis chapter 17. God speaking to Abraham as he was trying to persuade Abraham, believe what I've told you. you you're going to have a son. And you can get this thing about your circumcision. It says, and I will establish my covenant. This blessing of Abraham is encapsulated in a covenant. And you have a covenant with God. And it's a better covenant, a new covenant in Jesus Christ. Because he's the seed, the seed of Abraham. Not seeds, Galatians Paul made it clear, God didn't say seeds, but the seed of Abraham. That's Jesus. He says, I will establish my covenant between me and you and your descendants after you in their generations. In their generations. For what? An everlasting covenant. So his covenant is with you right now in your generation, right now. This is your regeneration. The same blessing of Abraham. This is now your generation. It's not Abraham's generation. There was Isaac's generation and then Jacob's generation came. And then there was Joseph and on and on. So God will establish this everlasting covenant that is still with us today called the blessing of Abraham. God will establish this covenant with you in your generation. And it's my generation today and I'm not letting go. And you're not letting go in Jesus' name. This is your generation. God wants you to be the Abraham of your generation. God wants you to be the blessing of your generation so that everyone who blesses you is blessed and everyone who curses you is cursed. That's what God is saying in their generations for an everlasting covenant. Why did God say an everlasting covenant? Because it doesn't end with the Old Testament. He comes into the new covenant and Paul spoke about it in Galatians chapter 3. Verse 13 and 14. We are still in that covenant that God made with Abraham before the law. That was before the law. The law came through Moses. So this was a covenant established by God with Abraham for an everlasting covenant. 
And Jesus said, when we die, we go into the bosom of Abraham. Remember that? That's what he's saying. He's the same covenant. And sealed with the blood of Jesus, a more powerful covenant in the new covenant, so that you can be whatever you want to be in your heart, if you can believe it. All things are possible to him who believes. That's the truth of the word of God. So the covenant is still at work in our generation, if we will believe it. So we have the the covenant of Abraham, even though we are not Abraham's children by blood, but through the covenant that Jesus established, he tells us in Galatians chapter 3 verse 29, and if you are Christ, in other words, if you belong to Jesus Christ, if you are in Christ, you are Abraham's seed. Why is he saying this in the New Testament? He's saying you are a candidate for the blessing of Abraham. That's why he's saying it. No other reason. And then he says, you are Abraham's seed and an heir according to the promise. The promise of blessing that God gave Abraham. That's what we're talking about. Forgiveness of sin. I came that they might have life and have it more abundantly. That's what he's talking about. That God will take care of you and take care of your children, take care of your family. Because in Abraham, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Say it with me. That's my family. Say it like you really mean it. Some of you like, really? Are you sure, Pastor? It's my family. But until you believe it, it won't happen. Many times people say, uh, I want to see it before I believe. Seeing is believing. (laughs) Until you believe, you won't see. Believing is seeing. You got to believe it first before you see it. So that's very important. So encapsulated in this blessing of Abraham, the Bible revealed to us, that God has in it the power to get wealth. Amen. <clears throat> you know, in recent times, I've actually been dealing with God about things because I finally realized God can bless you in whatever you're doing, in whatever business. Doesn't matter the business, it just depends on how you see it. In every business, and, I, and I've spent a lot of time talking to the Lord this last week, this week as well, in this area, asking Him to show me. Because every business, in every single business, you have those that are succeeding and those that are failing. Every business. Every business. People have had businesses, just a business, probably with plumbing. But God gives them ideas and they have employers, employees helping and they are doing extremely well. Every business. And then you have some of them in the same business. I think a brother was, a brother was telling me this guy was in this apartment thing. And, uh, you know, managing for somebody, and then God 
but something happened. He decided to start his own. He's a multimillionaire now. God can bless you in anything. The thing is how we think. How we think. As long as you keep thinking, this particular business is just for survival. I'm going to do my best. That's what the Lord is ministering to me. That's That's the way it's going to be. But if you change your mind and say, God, you're going to bless me through this because you created me to do this. Nobody can do what God has created you to do. And nobody can do it the way you do it. They may do the same thing, but they do it their way that God created them to do. But your way, stay with what God created you to do. And there is something there. Because somebody will need it the way you're doing it. But if you close your mind that this is the way it's going to be, that's the way it's going to be. If you tell yourself, I'm going to have a good employment, that's all I want in my life, God will give you good employment and that's all you got. If you say to yourself, I don't want to be employed, I'm going to have my own business, stay with it, God will give. Whatever you set your hands to do, do with all of your might. And whatever you touch, wherever the soles of your feet touch, God will give to you as an inheritance. So go around walking. But you have to agree with God. You see, in this covenant of Abraham is the power to get wealth. The power to get wealth. And I'm going to come to that. I hope I can finish it. Do I have enough time? Yeah, I think you do. The power to get wealth. It tells us in Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 18. Excuse me. And you shall remember the Lord your God. That's the key thing there. And you shall remember the Lord your God. For it is he who gives you the power to get wealth. It is he who gives you the power to get wealth. Why? That he may establish his covenant which he swore to your fathers. As it is this day. So the blessing of Abraham is also for wealth. In your hand. This is not good luck. Now this is the scriptures. But God says, I want to bless you so much. You don't understand it, but you will constantly remember it's coming from him. And you will always testify, God's the one blessing me. You know why that's important? Because there, there are going to be valleys. But you, you realize, <laughs> it's God that's doing it. It's not my ability. So you always remember where the source is. And you know where the source is. It's not, your, it's not that you are smart. Smart. He says it's not by mind. It's not, it's not of him who runs. It's not of him who wills, but God who shows mercy. It's not your power. If you're being blessed, God's blessing you for a reason. And the reason he's blessing you financially is because of his covenant. So that you can become a blessing to people in the world. To reach out to them. It's not about money. It's for you becoming a blessing. So his covenant is established with you. 
as it is this day. And what day are we talking about? We're talking about this very day, this very hour. Will you believe in the covenant? Will you remember that it's God that's blessing you and it's not your abilities, it's not how smart you are? Believe me, there are people who are smarter than you in your field and they're doing, they, they are barely making it. It's God that starts working your life. When you're giving glory, it is it expands. When you send it out, it expands. You hold it in. And God says, no, that's not the purpose. You got to put it out. You got to put it out. Because what is after is to establish his covenant with you. So it gives you the power to get wealth. If you are constantly thinking about survival, you're not thinking about the covenant. You're not thinking about the covenant. But once you start thinking about the covenant, money follows the covenant. Seek you first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added. I will have a man, I want to go to Africa in October. How many want to go with me? <laughs> Great. The whole church will leave and we'll have just uh, a few of them. <laughs> so they all disappeared. Is the rapture taking place? No, excuse me. But, but we're going. I know how much it's going to cost. But that money will be there. The money will be there. When the time comes, the money is going to be there. I, I, I just plan ahead. That time is coming because I am going to do covenant work. Hello? Covenant work. Don't answer like Angela, but we're doing covenant work. And when we do covenant work, God moves. And the money comes in. But when we are selfish and we hold back, then the covenant is not established. So if you can today, it says, God, everything that I have, yours. Zacchaeus said, God, I'm telling you now, if I've taken anything from anybody, I'm, I'm, I'll give them fourfold. I took just one, I'll, I'll just, just multiply it. I'll give them back. Even if they, even if they haven't taken anything, but they say they have t- I've taken something from them, I haven't, I'll still give them. He could care less. He wanted the kingdom. And Jesus said, salvation has come to this house. It's an amazing. Jesus didn't say, salvation has come to the man. Did that, was that what he said? He said, salvation has come to this house. Because it's a family thing. Amen? It's a family thing. Every family on the earth is blessed. It's a family thing. It's a family issue. Salvation is come to this house because he wanted the kingdom, the covenant. Put me in. This was a guy that felt he was outside the covenant, even though he was a Jew. Because of his lifestyle, he loved something else more. But then there was something about this young prophet in the land that really was burning in his heart. And all he wanted to do was see. And now the covenant was in his home. But he, he got lost. He, he started talking. I mean, he, he wasn't ashamed to say, 
I may have stolen some money, right? <laughs> he, was, he wasn't ashamed. He said, if I took anything from any man, I'll give it back. He was so excited. And I'm sure Jesus was so happy just listening to this man. He said, yeah, you got it, son. You got it. I'd like to meet Zacchaeus one day. It's going to be an exciting time. So there is something called the power to get wealth. When you latch into the kingdom of God, he makes it available. And so God's going to do that. And I'm praying for you that God will bless you so much. Because this church, we have a lot to do. We have a lot to do. Thank God when we raised the money for the television, we, we, didn't, we were not crying and beating the bushes. Bring, bring, bring people. We just give them freely. This church is a giving church, and I'm so grateful to you guys. And I pray God, that's my prayer this week, to bless you. On Sunday, we took an offering just to help this family. It was about $1,500. We got very close. We gave that $1,500. We also got another $1,500 about for those children. And we're going to buy them new bicycles uh, on, on Sunday. Yes. When you have people like this, God's going to bless them. Hey, if you are a part of it, just relax. Because yours is on the way. Amen? Amen. Yours is on the way. God, this is the family. Amen? This is the family of the Ark Fellowship. And every member is blessed. Amen? So yours is on the way. Relax. It's on its way. But let's keep doing what God has called us to do. Without hesitating. The Bible says if... A man puts his hand on the plow and hesitates, looks back, he's not fit for the kingdom. But thank God you guys are fit for the kingdom. We are doing kingdom work at the Ark Fellowship. Amen? And we're going to reach the world. God is making it possible. The other day I was praying telling you my own particular story. But I was praying back there, and, uh, and I knew this thought coming into my head to go back to Africa. I haven't been in Nigeria for about six, seven years now. And uh, God was saying, speaking to me, he said, you know, in those days when you started, it was you and Angela. We had pulled our resources and everything to get the work done. It was us. But he says, you know, now I've brought so many people to partner with you and, and you, you, you do it together. Basically, it gave my heart some rest. In those days, we didn't, we were, Angela and I were not looking at anybody. I had people in church that promised, oh, we're going to give you this amount. And for whatever reason, you know, Satan hears that from a uh, well meaning brother. And he says, What did you say? <laughs> You're going to give? And I know they mean well. But I also knew that. Satan can come in and give him trouble. So the brother sees me coming, and he goes the other way. <laughs> and I'm thinking, you don't have to do that. I understand this thing. I know what's going on. Don't worry about it. You don't have it right now, but your heart's in the right place. You don't need to avoid me. God's going to put the money some other way. And sometimes, I think there was one situation. I got everything to do this crusade in Nigeria. All I needed was my ticket money. Angela, I don't know if you remember this. And I went to New York to preach in a church. They gave me the exact amount for the ticket. 
the exact amount. I, I love that, but I was saying, God, I, I could have used a little extra. You know? <laughs> All I can do is buy the ticket, but I had everything except I needed money for my ticket. He gave, I, was, I couldn't speak when I got the check. I was just like, uh uh-huh. that's what I need for my ticket. The exact amount. Our God is good. You don't have to worry about anything. When God has started doing something in your life, don't let difficulties sway your mind. Don't allow difficulties to sway your mind. Stay with God. That's how you learn. That's how you grow. Because God wants to bless. He gave us the power to get wealth. I'm going to end with this. No, I still have some time. I'm so glad. This is wonderful. Second Corinthians chapter 9. The power to get wealth. What is this power to get wealth? What, what was this? If, if basically I've already told you, it has nothing to do with the kind of work that you do. Because in every field, you have people that are struggling. There are nurses that are doing well, and there are nurses that are not doing that well. There are politicians that are doing very well, and there are politicians that are struggling. May I say there are pastors that are doing very well, (laughs) and there are pastors that are struggling. It's just the way it is in life. So it has nothing to do with what you're doing. It has to do with God's hand upon your life. That's the important thing. What is this principle here? The power to get wealth. What is this? In Genesis, let me go to Genesis chapter 8 verse 22 first. It says, while the earth remains, while the earth remains, seed time, seed time and harvest. Seed time and harvest. Is the earth still here? Seed time and harvest. Cold and heat. You are going to have a winter. That may not happen too much in Houston, but uh, <laughs> you will have a winter. And then you have a summer. You need your air conditioning. Seed time and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer, and day and night shall not cease. You know day and night will not cease, right? So that's the clear indication that there's going to be seed time and there will be harvest. Seed time, there is a time for seeding, seed time, and there is a time for harvest. You can't breach any of those things. A seed time. There's a time to sow. And there is a time to reap. God says this will never stop. You sow love, you get love. In church many times they say, well, nobody talks to me in the church. Do you talk to anybody? You haven't sown any seed. How, how do you expect them to talk to you? Well, while they're talking to you, you say nothing. The guy thinks you're weird. He's not coming back. He talks for 30 minutes, and you just look. He says, do you ever say something? 
Next time he sees you coming, he goes the other way. <laughs> Not talking to that guy, he's weird. May no one ever say about you that you're weird. <laughs> but you got a soul. If you, if you want love, give love. Your children love you because you give them love. Even when they are adopted, if you show them real love, I've seen situations in families, the, the adopted child wants to stay with the adopted family. They don't want their natural family because they've been loved in this family. Say, no, that's not my mom. That's my mom. Why? Because love was sown. What you sow is what you get. There's going to be seed time and there's going to be a time for harvest. And God has allowed it. He says, while the earth remains, and the earth is still here, if you don't sow, you have nothing to reap. And God gives everybody the opportunity to sow. Love, whatever it is. Your money, whatever it is. God gives every man equally opportunity to sow. Some may be able to sow more, but he gives everybody the opportunity to sow. He gave five talents to one. The other he gave two, and then the other one he gave one. They all had the opportunity to sow. The ones that sold got back. The ones that buried their talent got nothing and got punished. And Jesus said, to him who has, more will be given. How did they have? Because they sold. So there is seed time and harvest. Don't eat your seed when it's time to sow. A lot of people do that. After you've eaten the seed, now you want, you want a harvest. You didn't sow nothing. How can you be expecting you have a field? You just cleared the field. You put nothing in the ground. The other guy cleared his field and is busy sowing and watering. And you just clear your field. And harvest time, you're going to look for the, the guys. Is, is, is he okay? What is he doing? Say, so what's going on? Oh, I'm looking for some corn. Hey, you didn't plant anything. Where do you think you're going to have some corn? This guy is nuts. But look at what it says in Second Corinthians 9, verse 10 and 11. God, in a new century version, God is the one. Say that with me. God is the one. God is the one who gives seed to the sower. So God gives you an opportunity to sow. And in this scripture, read it in context, he's actually talking about money. Read the whole scripture. So God's not saying it's your business, it's your sowing that's going to open doors for you. So God gives you seed, seed time and harvest. He says, God is the one who gives seed to the farmer and bread for food. You know what that means? That means you can eat some of the seed while you are as bread. As food while you are sowing. But don't eat all of it without sowing. That's what God is saying. He gives you seed. If you really want to sow, God's in the business of giving seed to those who want to sow. 
And while they are sowing, because what you sow is gone from you, God also allows you to keep some for you to eat. Don't eat every seed that God gave to you for sowing. You can eat some of it, but not all of it. Get some bread out of it. I read some scripture this week also. Sometimes I get these things that they just revealing. God said in his word, don't go building a house until you have taken care of your field. What he's saying is, just because you started a business and everything is well, then you don't go buy a big property. Count the cost. Make sure that field is taken care of. These are new scriptures. I've read them, but they are new scriptures. It jumps out of me and I haven't really processed it. But God says, don't go jump because you can get in trouble. Make sure your field, the field, out of your walk, he said, outdoor in the field. Make sure it's established first before you start building a house. Because you can start building and that something can happen to that field. And guess what? Everybody start mocking at you. You start building, you can't complete it. So establish whatever you started first. And when there is overflow and you know you are well established, then you put your hand somewhere. Otherwise, you're going to really hurt. You cannot break God's principle and succeed. It's hard. He may have mercy upon you. Hopefully you learn. Or we're going around the wilderness again. That's another scripture God was showing me uh, this week. So God is the one that gives seed to the sower. The farmer and bread for food. He says God will give you all the seed you need. God will. God cannot lie, right? God will give you all the seed you need. It just depends on how much you want to sow. God will give you all the seed you need. Many times we look at our own situation and then we're thinking something is not right. I can't, I can't afford this. Once it comes out of your mouth, I cannot afford this. We're already in difficulty. You do your best at that time. But God knows you need more because you want to sow more. And God says in his word, he'll give you all the seed you need. And these are not my words. These are the words of the Lord. When you don't want to sow, God knows not to give you seed because he knows you're going to bury it. He takes it from you and gives it to somebody else who wants to sow. These are scriptures. These are scriptures. So, there is the power to get wealth. Notice when God speaks, God doesn't ever talk about your business. No, he's talking about sowing. That's the power to get wealth. Because as you sow, God opens the doors. The more sacrificial you're sowing, the more God can do. The more freedom he has to move. I used to wonder, why was Jesus so intrigued? What was intriguing in, he, uh, in that place while they were putting the offering? That Jesus stopped preaching and sat by the offering bucket. He was experiencing it. And when that woman put everything that she had, I thought Jesus left. Well, poor lady, 
Now she gave everything. I wonder where she's going to get the evening meal, no? I'm sure after Jesus said, this is good luck. I'm sure after Jesus said to the disciples, she gave everything that she has. You think those guys will let that woman leave? Think. If you were there and Jesus was standing there and he heard, said it to everybody, that woman, she gave every penny she had. That's her last farthing. And you're going to sit there as a Christian and nobody's going to do something? I'm sure many of you will chase that woman down <laughs> and feel a pocket. Amen? I, didn't, I don't believe that that woman went home with nothing at all in her hand. The Bible doesn't talk about it, but I don't think that happened because everybody heard what Jesus said about that woman. Same thing with the guy that gave up his five loaves of bread. You know what children do? Bring that bread, put it behind like this. And if you try to go that way, you do this. The dog came from her, from you. But that boy was willing to give the bread. Got five baskets and a lot of stories to tell mama when he gets home. Do you believe I gave my bread to Jesus and look at what happened? Really? It's amazing what God will do. One of these days when we get to heaven, we'll see that little boy. Amen? And you can get the whole story if you want to talk to him. He'll tell you everything that happened. Amen. That was a miracle. Why don't you get your own story by giving all? (laughs) Get your own story. So we will write about you. Amen. What God has done through you. God is the one who gives seed to the farmer and bread for food. He will give you all the seed you need and make it grow. He'll make the seed grow. So the seed, he'll give you the seed for what? For you to sow. And then he will make it grow. So there will be a great harvest for your goodness. A great harvest for your goodness. So sowing is goodness. A great harvest for your goodness. When you let it go so that somebody's life is changed, whether it's to the gospel or changing an individual's life to help them, you let it go. God considers sowing for goodness. And so you will reap a great harvest for your goodness. For your goodness. He will make you rich. That's not a curse word. He will make you rich. Notice he didn't say he will make you a millionaire. I said, well, if you believe that, how come everybody's not a millionaire in your church? Well, that's not what he saying. He says he will make you rich. You define how rich based on your sowing. Based on your sowing. He will make you rich. In every way. Physically, you're rich. Mentally, you're rich. In your family life, you're rich. In your relationships, you're rich. In every way, God will make you rich. It's not about money. It's every way you're rich. He will make you rich in every way. So that you can always give freely. You're not spending your money for medical bills, so you have extra. How many enjoy the gas price coming down? You have a little bit of money. Uh, those, are, those in the oil business, uh, we don't want to talk about that. 
there is a season for everything, okay? <laughs> but God will do that. It will make you rich in every way so that you always can give freely. So giving is very important. This is the way of the Lord. This is the way to God's blessings. If you see God blessing, somebody's been giving. For the kingdom people, this is what it takes. This is the power to get wealth. Otherwise, I'm going to think, I don't know math, so I'm not going to be rich. No, we don't need math. God doesn't need much, uh, math to make you rich. God doesn't need anything. He can make you reach through your sowing and giving them weekly to go about more into this. Because as long as the earth remains, there is going to be seed time and there is going to be harvest. And if you walk those principles, you will never be poor. Amen? I think I've overstepped my time. So finally, brothers, no kidding, stand up with me. <laughs> You know, one of the things, and I'm going to be very clear, the, in my own life, uh, you don't realize that you're doing something until God brings it to you. When um, back in Georgia, God just opened my eyes, which I wrote in the book, How to Help People to Receive the Holy Spirit. And... Uh, is God, I mean, God was doing a lot. I remember praying with a Catholic fellow. I told him, if it moved, I will witness to that. First thing is, I want to know if you're saved. And if you're saved, I want you to receive the Holy Spirit. And I, I remember speaking to this guy. His name, was, uh, his name is John. And I spoke to him in a laundromat. And uh, he's Catholic. And I talked to him. He says, I said, is this something you might want one day? He said, yeah. And I said, now, John, um, talk to him a little bit. And then he wanted to be filled with the Holy Spirit. We went into, if you go to University of Georgia, there's a place called Baptist Center. And I usually, during the day, I would go into that little room in Baptist Center. And I locked myself. They called it prayer room. And that's where I prayed. And, but I prayed quietly because you pray in tongues. There's in, it's a Baptist Center, okay? <laughs> so I took John. I, after talking to John for a while, John listened. And I said, would you want this? He said, yeah. I was shocked he wanted this. So we went to this little Baptist center, and uh, I prayed with John, and then John started speaking in tongues. And when John realized he could speak in tongues, boy, this guy was hollering in tongues. So I turned around and I said, John, John, we are in the Baptist center. You know you got control over this stuff. This is Baptist center. Please, slow it down. He said, yeah, 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 I just got carried away. <laughs> But it was my thing. I got people. And an angel, I met the young man that received the Holy Spirit in a, in a restaurant. So it was my thing. I was needed. Everybody was calling me. So I, I had my secret on how to help people. And I won't share the secret, okay? Pastor was selfish. This was my thing. And then God, God spoke to me one day. He says, you got to share that thing. Don't hold back. So I started telling people. And I got so happy. But the funny thing I've noticed, when I tried to make it clear to them, they wouldn't receive it. I was shocked. 
But there was one girl among us. She got it. And she left at that place and went to Atlanta in a big church. And she called me from Atlanta and said, Good Lord, guess what? Everybody in church coming to me right now. I am the woman for the Holy Spirit baptism. And I said, yes. It was me. We got two now. Amen? For the kingdom of God. I rejoice. I like that. Share with people and you get more. You always get more. Release it so that God can bless you. Release it so that God can bless you. How many willing to do that today? Release whatever it is for your prosperity. Let's lift our hands up to our God tonight. Whatever it is, God can change it. There is no need to be afraid because God is for you. And if God be for you, who can be against you? God is for you. Father, we want to thank you that you are God and that you are with us. You have said in your word you will never leave us. You'll never forsake us. That means all is well because God is with us. And in the presence of the Lord there is liberty. There is freedom. Freedom to live. To enjoy life. Because you came to give us life. And to give us life in abundance. Lord, release us from our struggles. Release us from our struggles of faith. Release us so that we can truly be ourselves. And be willing to sow without fear. Because until a a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it abides alone. But if it falls to the ground and is sown, then it brings forth much fruit. Lord, give us that revelation tonight. And free us from selfishness. And free us from fear. So that we can take hold of this power to get wealth. And stay in your will. I bless your people tonight. They are your people. They are special to you. And you love them dearly. Lord, minister to your people. Even in their sleep. Minister scriptures to them. And encourage them. That because you are there with them. Even the difficulties that they have. Is only for a season. It's a time of sowing. But the harvest is on its way. Thank you Father. In Jesus name. And God's people said. Amen. God bless.